if you have your Bibles with you, if you turn to Acts chapter 2. Um, we're, short, uh, we're continuing this race, The Road to Revival, part 5. I'm sure you sort of wondered why I didn't bring it two weeks ago. Well, there's sort of a story behind it. They, um, I went home three weeks ago to start preparing this message. And I started the message. And I got just so far. And just, I couldn't get any leading or help to go any further. And somewhere, I just hit a brick wall in this message. And I just couldn't get any leading or revelation of the Holy Spirit or anything, you know. So then I felt led to go to the Valley of Dry Bones. And you know, I sort of, I'm a sort of a fellow who's sort of inclined to leave things, you know. I was hoping to be bringing this message, but just that just didn't happen. So then I had to sort of get the dry bones and a wee bit of a rush. <laughs> But, you know, praise the Lord, you know, I brought the message to the dry bones two weeks ago. And then I was going out and a brother stopped me and he says that message was for him. So, praise the Lord. So, we're back, we're back on the uh, course on the road to revival. So, the, uh, we're going to read uh, uh, Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. When the day of Pentecost was fully come... They were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sign from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And we'll just go on down to verse 41 of the same chapter. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted to all men as every man had need. And they continued, continued daily with one, one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house and did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favour with all the people. 
And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. And we trust the Lord to bless this portion of his precious truth. What if we were a prayer? Dear Lord, as we abide before thee, we continue to pray, Lord, that you'll undertake for this prayer meeting tonight. God, that you'll come down amongst us. Oh, God, that you'll revive and touch and move in each one of our hearts. And Lord, we long to get back, Lord, to what it was like in the days, Lord, of the Acts of the Apostles, where, God, you were moving in a mighty way, in a supernatural way. And God, we long to see it happen again in this island of Ireland. So, Lord, continue with us and do us good and bless us. In Jesus' name, amen. The revival here that took place in the, in the early church and the day of Pentecost and what continued on in the days ahead, it was the greatest revival that ever took place. It was, it was the greatest in all time in every aspect of the world. We'd have to put it in the first place. And though all the centuries that has passed ever since, we still would have to put it in the first place of the things that happened in the early church in the days of the Acts of the Apostles. No revival was so sudden. None was so tremendous in its immediate effects. None was so lasting in its results. 120 disciples of the Lord Jesus were suddenly baptized by the Holy Ghost. Within a few hours, 3,000 men and women were wonderfully and gloriously saved. Every day, conversions took place. Some days, there were scores. Some days, there were hundreds. And some days, there were thousands that were added to the ranks of the disciples. The revival had created missionaries who went out in all directions. It spread Christianity throughout the whole known earth. It has reached even to our time. The power of Pentecost, you know, it hasn't been lost. It hasn't been lost. And we are seeking, we are seeking, as it were, to, to walk in them footsteps and to find them footsteps in the days of the Acts of the Apostles. 
And we're going to look at, at, these, at, at what happened in them days. How God worked in the early church. You know, whenever I was preparing this message three weeks ago, I had three headings, and then I sort of could get, could get nowhere, and I had to leave it. But you know, tonight of six headings, I've got a double portion. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, Alicia is one of my favorite characters. <laughs> you know, I believe in claiming, claiming a double portion. So, you know, I believe in this day and age, each one of us, you know, we should claim a double portion. And you know, my first heading is, they were a people of prayer. If we turn to, to Acts chapter 1 and verse 14, these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brother. If we go down to chapter 2 and verse 42, it says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. There were a people of prayer. The church can only go forward in prayer. We can only go forward in our knees. The history of the church is prayer. If we turn to Acts chapter 4 and, and verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. Hudson Taylor, speaking of prayer, he said this, how important for this transaction business to be done with God. Jonathan Edwards said, storming heaven with prayer. In the early church, they prayed and the blessing of God fell. Not only were there people of prayer, but there were people of power. And there were people of power because they prayed. They had an, an, an impact in the community. Things were happening. They were relying on the power of God. And in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, and this was the last words of the Savior, before he was taken up to heaven. And he left them this promise, and they claimed it. 
but ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria, and unto the uttermost part, part of the earth. There were a people of, of, of power. And you know, in this day and age, you know, with all the technology, but we need to be a people of power. We need the power. We need to be filled with the Spirit of God. If we turn to Acts chapter 4 and 32 and 33. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that ought of the things which they possessed was his own, but they had all things common. And with great power, great power, give the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. If we turn to Acts chapter 5 and verse 12, and by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's power and the porch. We see here there were a people of power. One day, a few weeks ago, I went round to see Samuel Somerville. They, um, W.P. Nicholson, he had a mission in Banlehinch in 1925. So I went to, round to Samuel Somerville, tossed a bit about it. Well, that, that was nearly 100 years ago. And uh, so Samuel was saying, that his mother got saved at that mission and his uncle got saved at that mission and he said that it took place you know where the fire station is down the Moore Street there's a just on down that street there's a wee place and it's on the left hand side it was known as Weir's Yard but they've built apartments in there just recently this last two or three years and uh, he was, they had a big tent in there. And he said that his mother said that the Moore Street was black with bicycles. The whole street was covered in bicycles whenever the mission was on in the Moore Street. You know, we're, we're here tonight and we're longing to see that happen again. We're longing to see God pour out his spirit and Samuel couldn't say how many got saved, but there were some multitudes went to that mission and was on for four weeks. And, and God moved in a supernatural way. Not only were there people of prayer and a people of power, but there were people of praise. If we turn over to Acts chapter 2 and verse 
46. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat with meat with gladness and singleness of heart. There was gladness. If we turn over to uh, chapter 13 and verse 52. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. We can go to um, Acts chapter 16 and 25. This is about Paul and Silas. And read here. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake. So the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and every one's hands were loosed. We see here, in the midst of Paul and Silas in the prison house and everything, there were people of praise. They were praising the Lord. If I turn over to Acts chapter 20, and verse 24. And this, this is the Apostle Paul. But none of these things move me, neither I count my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy. With joy. And the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus, to testify the gospel of the grace of God. We see here there were people of praise. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Rejoice in the Lord. The Lord gives joy. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. We read and. about the evangelist Philip and, and chapter 8, that he went down to, to Samaria to preach the word. And then we read in that passage that there was great joy in the city. Do you know why I'm longing to see great joy in Balnehinch? Do we see in, in the Windmill Estate, in the Langley Road Estate, and all? That there be great joy of the Lord in these estates and the, the homes that surround this whole community. That we'll see great joy. That the, the, the Lord's doing great things. Not only were the people of prayer and the people of power and the people of praise, but there were people of persecution. You know, the enemy doesn't, doesn't, doesn't like to see soul saved you know the enemy whenever things is happening the enemy's in the job 
And if you turn to Acts chapter 5, And verse 18. And laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. You know, the, the enemy was seeking to, to silence the apostles. But the angel for the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said, Go stand and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. And when they heard that, they entered into the temple early in the morning and taught. But the high priest came, and they that were with him, and called the council together, and all the senate of the people of Israel, and sent to the prison to have them brought. But the officers came and found them not in the prison, and they returned and told them. If we turn to Acts chapter 8 and verse 3, as for Saul... He made havoc of the church entering into every house and hailing men and women, committing them to prison. If we go to Acts chapter 12, and verses 5 to 7, Peter Therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And when Herod would have brought him forth, the same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with chains, and the keeper before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise, go quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. Um, if we go to 16, chapter 16, This is Paul and Silas again. And verse 23. And when they had laid many stripes upon them and cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, 
And immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bonds were loosed. You know, there's a day coming. You know, there's some of us, and we'll come in the prison house. There's a day coming, you know, I believe that, you know, the church, the Christian church, the real Christian church, the born-again believers, you know, we, we're, I believe there's a day coming we're going we're gonna to receive persecution. I believe things things is going to go pear-shaped. But you know, that's the time when the church grows. Whenever the, the church is under persecution. Um, the um, <clears throat> the uh, we're going to look now that there were people of progress. Um, if we turn over to Acts chapter 2 and verse 41. There were people of progress. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day there were added Onto them about 3,000 souls. If we turn over to um, uh, there's verse 47, if we just go down to verse 47, this chapter 2. Praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the, the church daily. Daily, such as should be saved. Wouldn't it be mighty to see souls saved every day? Every day. If we turn over to Acts chapter 4 and verse 4. Now we looked, there was 3,000 got, got saved. But you know, the work didn't stop there. It says in four, chapter 4, How bid? Many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of the men were about 5,000. And then there have been women and children. Did the work stop there? If we go down to verse 32 of chapter 4, It says here, and we see here the word here, multitude. And the multitude of them believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that ought of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common. We see here we went from 5,000 men and women and children to the multitude. If we turn over to Acts chapter 5 and verse 14. 
And it says here, and believers were the more added to the Lord. And we see the word here, multitudes. Multitudes, both of men and women. If we go to chapter 6 and verse 7, it says here, And the word of the Lord increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem. And the word here is greatly. Multitudes. And then the word greatly. And a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. <clears throat> if I turn over to Acts chapter 11 and verse 21. It says here, And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned unto the Lord. We see here, there's progress. There's growth. Things is happening. And we don't stop there. If we turn over to Acts chapter 12 and verse 24, it says here, But the word of God grew and multiplied. Grew and multiplied. Do you know that's what we are looking for? This was happening in the days of Acts. You know, this is progress. You know, we started with 3,000, and then 5,000, and then a multitude, and then multitudes, and then, you know, a great number. You know, there was... The church increased greatly. It grew and it multiplied. Do you know this is what we are praying for here in this prayer meeting tonight? That we'll see God move as it was in the days of the Acts of the Apostles. Not only was these people a people of prayer and a people of power, and a people of praise, and a people of persecution, and a people of progress. But you know, there were a people of passion. <coughs> that a passion for the lost. If we turn over to Acts chapter 20.
Acts chapter 20. And we'll cut in at verse 27. Did you just get the, the full text of the passage? And this is the great Apostle Paul. One of the greatest preachers that ever preached. Chapter 20, verse 27. For I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his blood. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. And this is the verse. Therefore, watch and remember that by the space of three years I cease not to warn every one night and day with tears. You know, the early church, they had a passion. I want you to turn over to Matthew's, Matthew's Gospel. And chapter 23. We'll, we'll finish with this verse. And verse 37. Matthew 23 and verse 37. And this is the words of the Saviour. The King of Glory. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Thou that killest the prophets and stoneth them which are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings. And I believe the, the last four words in this verse broke the Savior's heart. And it says here, and you would not. I believe this broke the Savior's heart. Do you know, as he was up in the Mount of Olives and looking over Jerusalem and saying these words and then saying, and you would not. Do you know, I believe that, you know, as the gospel goes forth here Sunday night after Sunday night, and there's, there's those that's in our midst that are not saved. And they've heard the gospel many times. And I believe it breaks the Savior's heart. Whenever they walk out through those doors, 
rejecting God's great salvation. I believe it breaks the Savior's heart. The Bible says, How shall you escape if you neglect so great salvation? But you know, the Savior, he went the whole road to Calvary. The one who knew no sin, but he was made sin for you and me. And we are here tonight and we worship a risen, glorified, exalted Savior. And we are here, and we're here to take ground in the place of prayer. We thank you, we praise God that the the veil of the temple, it was mid-rant from the top to the bottom. We have access into the Holy of Holies through Christ. And praise God that we're redeemed, we're born again, we're the children of the Most High God. And you know, Jesus, Jesus is alive. And you know what God has done and, and, and the, in the early church and the Acts of the Apostles as we have followed here tonight. I believe he can do it again. And I believe he can do it in this island of Ireland. And I believe that, you know, as, as we seek God's face in prayer, and these people in the days of Acts, they prayed, and they seen things happen. And I believe that we need to lay hold on God and that would see God's spirit poured out in this needy land. You know we're in the tents of care unit. But you know, if we pray, you know it says in, 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 in Sion Chronicles 6, um, 7 and 14, if my people, you're not speaking of mine, my people, that's God's own people. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from the wicked ways, you know, it's then. And it's only then, you know, the Lord will hear from heaven and he'll forgive their sin and he'll heal their own. And you know, our land needs healing. Our land needs healing. And you know, we're, we're, looking, to, we're looking to the Savior tonight to do a mighty work that would see the floods of revival and this dry and thirsty land. Amen.